welcome back to the one where I met your mother, a podcast about friends and how I met your mother. I'm David. I am Natalie. <laughs> and how are you, Natalie? Um, doing okay. Doing okay. Yeah. As far as the listeners are concerned, we're both doing fine. Right? Yeah. You don't need to know the real story. Do you yeah. really want to know? No. I don't think they do. <laughs> no, I don't think they care. No, we're fine. Yeah, think, we're doing fine. Anything um, new in the news? Anything new in the news? <laughs> um, no, I don't know. I mean, the Oscars are right around the corner. Yeah. We're, I don't think we're going to watch them. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of want to see how, like, because we haven't had a host in so long. Yeah. So yeah. I'm a little bit curious, especially like three women. I want to, it might be fun. It might be funny depending on the writers. It could be. I just, I'm just, I'm so as a like cinephile or whatever, I'm so annoyed at like them removing technical categories from the ceremony itself. Yeah. You know, um, it feels like they keep making the Oscars. They keep changing the Oscars to try to appeal to people who were never going to watch the Oscars in the first place. Right. And therefore, thus alienating people like me who would have watched the Oscars. Right. I feel like the majority of the people don't care about the actual awards and care about the pomp and circumstance around so? it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought I, I, I knew that was some percentage, but I figured most people who maybe I'm just. No, people are in it for the fashions. They want like I like that. They want yeah. the fashion police. Yeah, but that's that's pre-ceremony. Right. But they yeah. want to like they want to watch the fashions, they want to hear the speeches. They want to see what what's what happens. And that's more appealing to me than like really? what a panel thinks about the movies. What panel? The um <laughs> the press or whatever. But that's not the I'm, ta- I'm talking about. I just want the award. I want to see the awards. I no, want to say the but next the, award is for X. The award granting body. What are they called? I don't, the Academy. I don't care about what the Academy. But they're thinks. not critics. The Academy is the industry. Right. I don't care about what those people think. <laughs> I never have. Um, okay. I guess you and I have a difference of opinion. I guess I don't really care either. But yeah, I'm still. I've watched the Oscars for a quarter of a century every yeah. year. Well, then we can. No, I'm saying I don't want to. Okay. It doesn't seem like it's for me anymore. Okay. You know? Yeah. All right. Is this a fight? Are we in a fight? I think we are. Yeah, <laughs> this nervous. is a bad fight. This is a real bad fight. Yeah. Uh, so if here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about <laughs> Friends and How I Met Your Mother. We, we watched season two, episode 18 of both. The Friends episode is called... Uh, the one where, damn it, damn it. Dr. Ramore dies. <laughs> the one where Dr. Ramore, Drake Ramore. Yeah. The one where Dr. Ramore dies. Yeah. And the How I Met Your Mother episode, season two, episode 18, is called Moving Day. Yeah. But we're going to start with season two, episode 18 of Friends, the one where Dr. Ramore dies. dies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, we got a non-perk opening. Uh, we open in the... The ladies' apartment, Rachel yeah. and Monica. They're watching Days of Our Lives with Joey. Yeah. You know, there's a uh, he reveals that he's the half brother. Doctor Ramore is like I'm the half brother of this person who we yeah. can't have a relationship. I'm your half brother, and I was like, <gasps> it, so um, it's it's a fun, cute scene of the friends like being supportive, and you realize that they're like, um, like they 
you get the impression they started watching Days of Our Lives to be supportive, but they're all like invested. really involved yeah. now. Yeah, they're all invested. Chandler <laughs> says like that's really good TV. This is really good TV. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but then uh, next, Joey is my favorite pairing. Uh, no, it wasn't Joey. It's Chandler. Sorry. Joey and Phoebe is my favorite pairing. Right. Chandler and Phoebe. It's got, still got Phoebe in it, so it's a good pairing. Yeah. So Phoebe's over at Chandler's. He's trying to get her to play foosball with him. And then she, in a very unfriends gang like mood move, opens the beer the fridge and like grabs a beer and starts drinking a beer. And then well, it's, it. like it's like to set up the joke of the scene. I get it. No, what's yeah. going on? I got it. But in the moment I was like, Oh, that just seems like way more of a how I met your mother move of just like right. eh, grab a Bruce Bruce right. or whatever. That doesn't seem like Phoebe doesn't seem like a grab a beer in the middle of the in day. In the middle of the day, person. yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, it's yeah, as you've said, it's just an entree to her trying to get Chandler and Eddie mm-hmm. uh, and Goldberg um, to bond because they're right. not getting along. Eddie doesn't like foosball, so so Phoebe comes up with this whole like. Let's have a beer thing, the beer summit. Like, uh, but Barack the way Obama she gets his do. right, <laughs> and then she ducks out. But the way she does it is she like throws a tennis ball at Eddie's door. That's right. <laughs> That's how she gets his attention. Um, and then she bails on Chandler in an awkward fashion. Yeah, um, but then I guess it's I don't know later that night, the next night. Who knows how drunk Phoebe is at this point? How many beers she's had? Uh, she's performing at the park. We get to the park. She's singing. Uh, it's a different. Al- it's an outfit change. So yeah, it's yeah, a different. Maybe yeah. it's the, the next, next day. Night. Yeah, next day. Um, she's uh, performing. About, I've already forgotten what her song. I don't remember the song. Okay, but um, something about rats. I don't remember, but I know Richard says something like, she has a day job, right? <laughs> Richard's there. Um, yeah, okay. Can I just say, yeah, please. Richard, like, chilling at the perk just feels so awkward. It's like when you were little and you, like, saw a teacher at Target. Like, it just seems, like, weird and out of place. Yeah. Like, him just, like, relaxing. Because he's still very much, like, like, dad's friend. You know? Like, yeah. I see him yeah. the way... Maybe everyone else. See, I don't know. They're all accepting of him and like hanging out with him as if he's like a peer. Yeah. But he's like a doctor and he's old. He's been married for 30 years. Like that's a whole nother generation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, to see him chilling with the gang is a little off-putting. Do, yeah. It reminds that you're seeing teachers in public reminds me. Yeah. There was a teacher at my high school. Um, I'm not going to say his name. But um, let's say it was Jason Wright, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he was Mr. Wright to people who took his class. Mm-hmm. I never had him as a teacher. His room, he was an English teacher's room, was next door to the drama room. Uh-huh. And he would, after school, like, help out with plays. And it got to the point where he, like, because I never had him as a teacher and, like, I would see him after school all the time. It was just, his name wasn't Jason, but I would literally just call him Jason. Like, he was just, like, a he was like a friend and he was like into movies or whatever. And then I remember one time, cause he was like a good looking younger teacher that all the like, and he was an English teacher. Like mm-hmm. the cooler girls tended to have a crush on, yes. on him. And I remember one time I saw him, uh, coming out of the movie theater with a, uh, with a date, uh, a, a very attractive young woman. And I was like, Oh, Jason again, not his name. Uh, and I, was, I can't remember what I was in my, in my way to see, but I was like, what did you, what did you just see? And he was like, uh, Finding Forrester. And I was like, oh, I haven't seen it yet. How is it? And he goes, it's fucking great. 
like, but I think he just like forgot that I was a student because yeah. he'd, I'd never been his student. Yeah. He was just like a guy that did I, you laugh or did he just, like, Oh, I oh. laughed. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but also maybe he was like trying to like be cool in front of his date or whatever. Yeah. Fucking great. And then like, Probably like a year later, I saw Finding Forrester and I was like, this is not fucking great. Yeah, that guy's a dork. <laughs> um, speaking of awkward encounters with your teachers, uh, the most awkward experience I've had with a teacher, I think I've told you this, is when I worked at my first video store. Oh, yeah, you have told um, My math teacher, like, dr- like, always stumbled in drunk because there was a bar next door. He rented porn, like, uh-huh. from me, his student. He didn't recognize me. Like, maybe he did, but he didn't even, like, think, oh, this is, like, the community. Like, these are young people. They're yeah. likely my students. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the school's right down the street. Like, it just, it was a weird situation. Then I had to go to class the next day knowing that he had watched this porn that I rented out to him. Yeah. Let's do back in two days. Like, gross. Yeah, it is gross. Is that bar still there? No. Because I mean, obviously the video store is not so late. It was called Sch- Schooner Time. <laughs> <laughs> and my friend uh, was a bar back there. S C H O O N E R, Schooner, like a, like like a, a boat. boat. Yes, yeah, so it was like nautical themed. Okay, but was it time like old, like T Y M E? No, like time for Schooner. Yeah, but I'm saying, was it like the old spelling no. like you see like no. uh, on. Okay. Schooner Time. Um. I don't That's think a it's very there. Funny name I for doubt a bar. it's there anymore. Should I look it up? Yeah. Uh, hold on. This was in in Simi Valley. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I typed in schooner and the it autofilled schooner or later, which is very funny to me. <laughs> good one. Schooner time bar. Uh, I doubt it had like any website or. Uh, I don't. Yeah. There's a place. There's one in Redondo Beach. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, weirdly, everything that's coming up says cronies. So is it where, is cronies where schooner time used I to wonder, be? I wonder. Because I can picture cronies. No, no, that's a different cronies. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's multiple cronies. Yeah. All right. I love, as if like us talking about Los Angeles public transportation isn't specific enough. Now we're talking about <laughs> bars that no longer exist in Simi Valley, California. Yeah. This is like yeah. very, very. This is so inside. Granular. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, Phoebe's ploy works. Chandler and oh, yeah. and Eddie are sitting down having a beer and, and shooting the and, shit. And yeah, they're they're telling stories and and you know we come in they uh, come in at the end of Chandler telling a funny story and then Eddie shares what is supposed to be a funny story but it's about how his girlfriend broke up with him uh, and he's clearly like damaged. He's not. We learn uh, that he's a sociopath. Is that the right? Well, we don't know. I don't, we don't know his. We don't know his diagnosis. But I'm just saying what I've learned about sociopaths. Like he, that's not what. No. Did, like, but he definitely seems to be uh, suffering <laughs> from, yeah. from something. He's very, very damaged in a way that is uh, scary for Chandler. Well, sociopathic in the sense that, like, he has no remorse for living things. What? I don't know. He just like. But he misses his fish. He's sad about his fish not being alive anymore. Oh, I was talking about how he wanted her to, like, how he was so hurt that he felt miserable and wanted her to die, I think. Okay. Um, I don't remember. 
this. <laughs> like you and I watched a different show. Okay, maybe that's what I heard. Okay. Um, so anyway, that works, and uh, so I skipped over that. That uh, the the thing that's important about uh, Phoebe's performances at the perk is that Phoebe makes some comment to Richard about of the you know many many guys I've seen Monica with, and yeah. this sort of starts like a. Uh, a thing that I rolled my eyes at a lot with uh, with with the characters, um, but meanwhile, before that happens, back at the back at Chandler's apartment, Tilly, uh, who is Eddie's ex that he is clearly not over, shows up to return his empty aquarium, and Eddie accuses Chandler of sleeping with Tilly and then killing the fish. Yeah, and. Uh, it's gone beyond like, oh, this guy's hurting from a breakup to like, this guy's delusional. Yeah. 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 And like, kind of dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty scary. Uh, he takes all the insoles out of Chandler's shoes while he's sleeping. Yeah. Um, uh, then, um, there's an interview with Joey and TV Guide where he, uh, <laughs> <laughs> says that he, Writes most of his own lines. He takes credit for all the writing on the show. Yeah, that was a um, a bad move on Joey's part. Yeah. I do like the writers of Friends clearly getting to like stick up for writers here yeah. um, by having a vindictive writer read the um, <laughs> read the uh, interview and then write immediately just kill off Doctor Moore. I got like very like Larry David on Seinfeld vibes, like because it was like a shot of the writer from behind. Oh, yeah. Do you think it was like uh, it was Crane, probably one of the yeah. what's his name? Yeah, uh, Larry. Larry Crane, David Crane, David Crane, David Crane. I think David yeah. Crane. Um, I should know. David should recognize that they're Davids. Yeah, but I feel like David. I think we've talked about this before. Actually, David is such a common name that when I hear when I hear someone. Named David, I, I don't think. Yeah. Oh, that's my name because yeah. it's it's not worth it. There's too many Davids. Yeah. Um, Joey finds out he's been killed off in the show when a messenger, played by Brian Posehn, yeah, shows up pre-beard. to deliver. Yeah, pre beard. Obviously, this would have been pre Mister Show. Yeah. Um, but he's still got that Brian Posehn energy. He's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and he. Uh, <laughs> um, Joey refuses to sign for the script, and Ryan was saying that's a funny thing where he's like, I don't think that's going to change the storyline. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so meanwhile, uh, uh, now we have to get to the dumb thing that I found annoying, which is the whole, you've used the term body count before, they yeah. say magic number here, yeah. but like it, Phoebe's comment about all the men that Monica's been with leads to this explosion of body count fever where everyone wants to know how many people their partner has slept with yeah i'm telling you we've had this conversation on this it podcast just comes before. up all the time yeah. don't don't do this yeah just don't what's the point yeah i feel it I mean, is... I, like i saw chasing amy when i was like 15 or whatever right. and i was like oh yeah don't you do don't, that you don't want to like, go there now it's 25 years later and i am still carrying around the lesson that i learned from chasing amy maybe the best thing kevin smith ever did for me <laughs> Um, but it is interesting that Richard had only slept with one other person. Like that would be kind of alarming, I think. Yeah. I mean, um, because, well, I mean, and it comes to play in like one of like a funny line, but like when Monica asked Richard, like, am I like you're sowing your wild oats now? Am I an oat? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. 
And that would make me, I would feel the same way. Like you've been married 30 years and I'm the first one after this. This is like your, your wild time. Yeah. But it leads to him revealing that he slept with her because he loves her. He says, I love you. It's a nice, a a nice moment. But, uh, yeah, I do feel a little bit like, I, I don't want, this isn't like a, a judgment. Um, this is just like, um, so different from my experience of the world. The idea that people, there are people who are married to their high school sweethearts. Yeah. And again, it's not a judgment, but it is so incomprehensible to me because I like high school was a different me. It was a different different life. Like I don't, I, I got away after high school. That was like what I was looking to do was, was go and and start my adult life. And, And the idea of, hanging on to something um, from high school is, is foreign to me. But again, this isn't a judgment. It's just like uh, hard, hard for me to, to understand. Yeah, I agree. Um, but anyway, uh, the, the show is cowardly and doesn't give us Monica's actual body count. It happens off screen fucking cowards uh but we know it's less than a ballpark less than a ballpark yeah that was a funny uh, um so ross is also only two people yeah right no that can't be true i think so no because there's oh yeah there's also carol, um, or is it carol or susan which one are you usually mentioned married to carol who's married to carol susan's yeah. a, her wife then there was Julie. And then there was Julie, yeah. And then Rachel. So there's at least three. Yeah. But still, yeah. Rachel's low. number was also pretty low. There was, was like only five. four or five. Yeah, yeah. W- including Paolo, who she then had a, has a comment about like, oh, it wasn't emotional. It was just wild animal sex or whatever, which yeah. uh, Ross, being the mature <laughs> adult man that he is, takes uh, in stride. Yeah. No, of course. He Pouts throws a fucking fit. Pouts in a corner, throws a fit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Acts a fool. Yeah. I, and it's all this episode, this storyline just annoyed me because it felt, you know, I always call this out on the show when there are storylines for as heightened as something like this, or especially how I met your mother can be. They still mostly do storylines that feel rooted in, in character. Yeah. But sometimes it just feels like here's the, a blueprint for a sitcom right. plot or contrivance that we're going to graft onto. Right these characters and that's what this felt like to me um um you've also got the uh uh, i I specifically mentioned the wild animal thing sex because um uh rachel says after she says it she says uh what she say that sounded so much better in my head and earlier when Joey had been talking about making up his own lines and he gives an example and Phoebe's like, I see what you did there. And I realized like those two things in particular, but there are examples of larger, like non joke jokes that are way too common in sitcoms. Yeah. But I guess in 1996, maybe it was still revolutionary. Maybe, maybe saying like yeah. that sounded better in my head was funny in 1996, 20 plus years later when not to malign a much beloved show, but when happy endings would do that at least one every episode, once every episode, like, you know, it sounded better in my head or happy endings would always do the, like, uh, never say that again or never do that again. Or, or like, uh, someone say an innuendo and be like, I heard it as soon as I said it. I hate that stuff so much, 
but I have to realize there was a time that it was new. So maybe, maybe it was funny in 1996. It wasn't funny to me now because I feel like I've, for the majority of the time I've been alive, I've heard non-funny people use things like I see what you did there and it sounded better in my head and all that stuff as placeholders for actual jokes that they aren't clever enough to come up with. Right. Yeah. This was like a real like writer's episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, all right. So, uh, I wrote Chandler and Eddie are arguing, but I can't remember what they're arguing about at this point. This is before they make up with the pecan sandies. Oh yeah, um, that the fake makeup. Do you, so they're not. It's like when Chandler says, "Like, are these raisins?" Uh, he's like, "Sure, yeah. why not?" Or something. So then I was like, "Are they bugs? Like, what would they be like in this?" Yeah, or like rat turds. Rat turd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but okay, so Chandler and Eddie are continuing to fight. Um, I literally can't remember what uh, because they, he accused they say. Chandler of sleeping with him. Right. And, yeah. Then killing the fish. Yeah. Um, did you notice? Now, this might blow your mind. Okay. Okay. So did you notice Matthew Perry's finger? So when he puts his hand on Eddie's shoulder, yeah, yeah. It's, it's there for a long time. He makes a joke. Oh, this is weird and uncomfortable. Does he have like a long pinky nail? He has a, a little tiny missing fingertip. And I went to the internet. <laughs> okay. And it's true. And there are lots of pictures of it. How do we not know this? So I didn't know it until I found out that there was a like freak accident with Matthew Perry as a little kid, like slammed his door or slammed his finger in a door. So he has like a little mini finger. But how did without we, like, a without not... a nail? Um, it like he still has a finger, but it's missing like the fingertip. And I immediately noticed it. I'm not alone in this because the internet knows about it. Oh, yeah. This is, um, listeners, you can Google it, too, if you are interested. Yeah, it's so strange that we didn't... But I've never noticed that before. No, that he's had it Um, this entire time. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so it was... He must have been hiding it like uh, Gary Berghoff on MASH. (laughs) You don't know the MASH references, but I feel like I have talked about MASH. There's... We... The... Three shows I've talked about the most on this podcast are Friends, How I Met Your Mother, and MASH. Yeah. <laughs> no, Seinfeld is obviously uh, higher. Um, okay, so I said uh, that Monica, or, or Richard said Monica, Richard said he loved Monica. I got to that. Um, Ross is being such a baby here that I almost like don't buy why Rachel is like trying to convince him. Like she yeah. should be like, grow up. Yeah, leave. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they do make up and, and, uh, so these two things are happening in the bedrooms, Monica's bedroom and Rachel's bedroom. Mm -hmm. Richard says, I love you. Ross says, well, I'm going to, you know, prove it to you that I can have wild animal sex too or whatever. And they're, and they both, uh, are like, hold on, I got to get a condom because they have keep communal condoms in their bathroom bathroom. and they share a box of they share a box of condoms as opposed to each having their own box right in their respective bedrooms well so they go to costco together and be like oh let's get some for the house which is weird but like i kind (laughs) of like it but they it still seems like it's something that should be in the bedroom Right. Well, whose bedroom? But yeah, they could split it up, put it in their nightstand. Yeah. That's, so yeah. So this is all a contrivance. It led yeah. to some funny scenes. Yes, yes. But uh, sorry, I, I, did I cut you off just now? Um, no, I was going to say 
um, I've had like roommate situations where like we go shop, everything is communal, but not that like you have your own, like maybe you have your own tampons and condoms, but if you want one, you could be like, Hey, do you have an extra, but it's not like, this is where the household keeps the condoms. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they, they, they go both go for the last condom at the same time and they have to, they're bargaining over, over who gets to use the condom. Once again, Monica is confronted with her brother's sex life and weirdly doesn't like bring that into it. Um, uh, I, but the really funny thing that's happening here while they're arguing in the bathroom, (laughs) Ross and Richard are making very awkward small talk in the living room. Yes. Uh, I, Absolutely loved that. Him asking Ross asking Richard about his mustache yeah. and how he keeps it so neat. Yeah. And he's got a he's got a mustache comb. And they ask him, Were you in Nam? Yeah. And then when they come out they're arguing about who was and wasn't in Deer Hunter. Yeah. Um and I've already forgotten who was So right, Ross wins. But John Voigt or, was in Coming Home. Oh, I thought we were talking about who who wins the But I'm saying as far as the Deer Hunter Oh, I don't know. John, John Voigt's in Coming Home, he's not in Deer Hunter. Whoever said that, I think it was Richard was right. But okay. uh but no, as far as winning the condom, um, they rock, paper, scissors for it, and Rachel wins. So she gets to go have sex with her brother, her roommate's brother next to her roommate's room. Mm-hmm. It's still weird to me. I'm yeah. sorry. Um, uh, but Richard has a really funny line here because Monica says something like, they're doing it tonight. We can do it tomorrow night. And Richard is like, if I could get a look at the schedule beforehand next yeah, time. That was <laughs> that, funny. That was funny. But couldn't they just like, I'm sure there's a bodega downstairs. Like, couldn't they just yeah. like, I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, or I feel like, I don't know if I'm Richard in that situation and I'm like dating someone that I don't live with. Maybe I have condoms mm, with me. I don't think you need to have them, but be, but ready. I guess also go ahead. Sorry, I just thought of something. When it was apparent that there was not enough to go around, you'd be like, okay, I'll be right back. Yeah. Give me five minutes. Yeah. That's what you would do. Um, and also the reason Richard wouldn't have any on him is because they've established they always stay at his place. So he probably has, he probably has some condoms at yeah. his place and yeah. didn't think to bring them because he assumed they were going back to his place. Right. Okay. Um, I'm just saying, when I was single, if there was the... If I left the house thinking there was the slightest chance I was going to be having sex before I came back, I had a condom with me because I'm not going to like, I'm not going to fuck it up because of that. Right. It's better to have one and not need it than to need one and not have it. Yeah. And I did too. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I feel like they would be home. Like. Okay. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how much public sex you're having. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I don't know the, the person. Anyway. I'm, I'm totally kidding. You get what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, now we get to my favorite thing where we find out how Joey's character is getting killed. How Drake Tamori is getting killed off. Yeah. He falls down an empty elevator shaft, which my mind immediately went like, oh, L.A. Law. This was a famous character death on L.A. Law where a, a, a character like five seasons into the show got very suddenly written off. By falling down an elevator shaft. Okay, so it's a it, ref- reference. It's a reference to L.A. Law. And guess what? I looked it up, and this episode of Friends aired exactly five years to the day after the episode oh, wow. of L.A. Law. Wow. Where, where the woman fell down an open elevator shaft. So it must have been, 
it has to have been in- intentional. Yeah. Um, to kill him off in, in that way. Yeah. Uh, and it's a very funny, like, scene on Days of Our Lives. Where, yeah. Like, he clearly doesn't want to do it. Yeah. And I love the, the lack of professionalism on Joey's part. Yeah. He actually, like, asks, like, you want to come down with me to, <laughs> to like, other characters? Yeah, you'd think you would get another cut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, so then everyone's comforting joey because oh yeah that's the thing joey's not with them when they're watching this because he doesn't want to watch it with them so they go to his apartment um and everyone comforts him and monica uses his bathroom she should have thought to look for condoms but she's probably bought some by this point yeah uh and then the um the tag at the end is as we talked about before uh eddie makes pecan sandies that may or may not have rat turds (laughs) in them yeah and then says he got a new fish named Chandler and it's a goldfish cracker. Okay. Um, this is a good segue into props to the props department. Okay. Um, I don't know if this is props, but so a goldfish cracker would not survive being in a tank of water. It would disintegrate. Yeah. So I don't know what they used to stand in for a goldfish but cracker. It looked like a goldfish, it cracker. Like a goldfish yeah, cracker, so they, but it yeah, was like definitely props to the props a little part. piece of cardboard or something. Yeah, to look like also. Or they took an actual goldfish cracker and lacquered it. Oh it's yeah, a lacquered cracker. Yeah, maybe it's a lacquered cracker. Um, good job all, all around. There was also in uh, Chandler's apartment. There's a chair with um, golf club legs that I've never noticed before. Okay, a chair. <laughs> Okay. Um, Walks with golf club legs. Um, Also, uh, go ahead. No, no, go on. There's still one more scene left. There's the tag at the end. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, there's a tag at the end where the same situations happen again, where Ross and Richard are both going for the condoms, and they're both. Ross is wearing Rachel's nightgown and Richard's wearing Monica's and like bathrobe. Yeah. Uh, bathrobe. Yeah. That's what I meant. Bathrobe. Uh, I thought that was a very cute yeah. scene. I like weirdly. I like the Tom Selleck, David Schumer chemistry. Yeah. That's I, I, I feel like I need to make this point every couple episodes. I Ross noise. Ross annoys me a great deal. Yeah. David Schwimmer is great on the show. Yeah. I love David Schwimmer. Yeah. He's very funny. I just don't like Ross. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, um, do you have any other stray observations before we, before we move on to funniest moments? Um, the when they did like the watch party of the last episode of Duel with Dr. Drigamore, yeah. they're um, having chips and salsa, and I thought it looked like a good time. Chips and salsa is always a good time. Yeah, yeah. It made me want chips and salsa watching. Well, here's the thing. That's my secret. I always want chips and salsa. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's move on to funniest moments. Uh, the I mentioned the awkward conversation between Ross and Richard, but the biggest laugh was the very beginning of that that scene. Just Ross poking his head out of Rachel's bedroom because she's been like gone for a little bit. Yeah. He just sort of like like pokes his head out and yeah. does a little like Rachel and does a little like sexy growl because they're supposed to have animal, animal yeah. sex. That again, just David Schwimmer just being yeah. funny. Uh, that was my funniest moment. What did you have? Um, when So Tilly comes over. Tilly is Eddie's ex. Mm-hmm. She brings like the fish tank back. And um, she was like, oh, so you've heard about me before. 
Yeah. And she's like, he could be, be a little bit intense. And then Chandler's like, yeah, he's definitely a little bit. And then Eddie walks in, a little bit what? And then Chandler says, a little bit country. <laughs> um, that made me laugh. Um, that's funny, yeah. Because do you remember there was uh, in the uh, Wayne Brady episode of How I Met Your Mother, there was a, they were talking about hooking up with like a, another like their brothers and they hooked up with like a brother and sister mm-hmm. you know uh and and uh barney says she was a little bit country and wayne brady says he was a little bit way into black guys <laughs> <laughs> um uh all right and the other one i the, the the funny story that um uh chandler is telling eddie before things go off the rails the the punchline is she thought that Sean Penn was the capital of Cambodia. I thought yeah. that was funny. Yeah. Um, which Sean Penn, he might show up later. So it's interesting that he's referenced here. Yeah. As Sean Penn. Yeah. Anyway. Um, what uh, is the, hold on. Now I have to look up what the capital of Cambodia is because that's the end of that scene is that they realize they both, cause Eddie says like, uh, Oh, it's Phnom Penh. Okay. Because okay. Eddie says, like, everyone knows the capital of Cambodia right. is. And, and Chandler's like, well, it's not Sean Penn. Right. Uh, any more funniest moments? Um, yeah, you already mentioned it um, with between Richard and Ross. Um, he said, has your mustache always looked that? How do you keep it so neat? And he said, I have a little comb. And then Ross says, what do you call it? <laughs> yeah. It's a little it's comb. A mustache comb. Yeah, mustache. Is what he calls it. Uh, should we move on to friends, but make it fashion? Yeah. So um, I'm glad I get to go first because I, I think you might like this one too. Oh. Uh, first time we're at the perk when Phoebe is performing, Rachel is wearing a very fun multicolored striped yes. blazer. It has some like straight stripes, but then it has some curved stripes like yeah. on the side. It's very cool. That was notable. And, and it also leads me to mention Tilly's scarf, which is also striped rainbow colors. Hmm. So... I've talked about the costume department being like using like themes. Yeah. I think they just like get on a, yeah. on a roll with something. Yeah. It's like we're into, we're into rainbow stripes this, yeah. this week. Yeah. Um, and then my other one, uh, another Rachel one, when they, wa- wa- while they're watching the, uh, Dr. Drake Nomura's death, she has a, um, like red on red striped like dress. Like it's like a long uh-huh. sleeve. At first I thought it was a long sleeve t-shirt mm-hmm. until like you got to the wide show and you realize yeah. it's a, it's like a, a cotton dress. I thought it was very cool. And it was like from a distance, it looked like monochromatic in the yeah. long shot. But when you get up close, you realize it's like two very slightly different shades of red stripes. Yeah. I thought like it was cool. Textured. Yeah. And she always wears tights. Well, mm. Yeah. Any other fashion mm. moments for you? Oh, I liked Phoebe's Daisy shirt. It had daisies all over it. Oh, good very, for her. Very Phoebe. Good for her. Uh, running jokes, motifs, or foreshadowing? Now, obviously, we've got the running gag of them ironically watching bad TV, except mm-hmm. not really because they're actually into it because their friend is on it. Right. Um, also, uh, toxic masculinity. <laughs> Which one in particular? Well, there was, of course, Eddie, and then kind of like the, almost like slut shamey, like, how many people have you been with? You know? Yeah. And then the jealousy and... Um, Fellas, just grow up. Yeah. I forgot, like, 
for the past few episodes, Ross, it ha- like the episodes haven't been focused on Ross, so you kind of like forget how terrible and annoying he is. <laughs> yeah. And then this episode made me like, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, He's a handful. Should we take a quick break? Sure. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. All right, we're back. And we are ready to move on to How I Met Your Mother, Season 2, Episode 18. This episode's called Moving Day. Natalie, take it away. Okay, so we start with an intro of a little recap of what happened um, in the episode prior that, you know, Ted and Robin are doing so well. They're having a great time. They're walking around the city. They decide to move in together. Mm -hmm. So the plan is to move. actually two episodes ago. Two episodes Stuff, ago. Because the previous episode was Riverdale Fierro. Right. Um, okay. So the first actual scene with the gang is at McLaren's, and they're talking about moving plans, moving Ted into Robin's apartment, not the other way around. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Um, and did you, th- like, I, I know we're not, like, making any, um, we haven't really talked about too much of our personal lives. <laughs> that's not true. But um, That's all we do. You and I are getting ready to move yeah uh so i like this episode had me thinking a lot about like Ooh, the packing do, do you and have, truck like, rental uh, and movers remorse um no i'm ready to get out of this place um yeah uh but um i was jealous of ted and his friends being a close enough group that they're just gonna like help ted move you know they're we, also like much younger and yeah th- he doesn't have as much stuff yeah it's just sad that we have to hire movers. I you just want to like pay thousands of dollars for yeah. someone else to do it. I want friends to come over and I'll get them some pizza and beer and yeah, sounds like fun. Yeah, no, that's what happened when I moved in here twelve years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so they're at McLaren's talking about the the plans. Um, Barney goes on to this rant about like how he wants to move in because he wants to get to cl- as close to the bar as possible because he's a sexual predator. <laughs> yeah. And in the 23 minutes it takes Barney to get a date from McLaren's to his apartment, they either back out or show how crazy they are or, you know, call their ex or... Well, yeah, the one, one girl falls asleep, which is like, Barney, you clearly shouldn't have been having sex with this woman who's on the verge of passing out they're anyway. they're all wasted, yeah. Yeah, the other one... Calls her ex, and the third one gets arrested for flashing the cops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this can all be resolved if he could just take a drunk girl back up to his Before apartment. she has time to change Before her mind. Before she has time to change her mind. <laughs> yes. Um, and then, obviously, Barney is opposed to, um, to Ted moving in with Robin, because it's just like, oh, this is like a fatal mistake. He's going to be like you know, castrated and forced to always be there and he's yeah. going to lose a bro. So he, um, 
Yeah, so he says, like, oh, this is, like, the end of an era. Um, let's see. the. So he tries to stop them. Does he steal the truck at this point? Yeah, he he goes over while they're moving and tries to, like, uh, he gives them a little quiz about <laughs> whether or not they're ready to move in oh, together. Yeah. And, and the quiz, yeah, that's uh, that'll come up later. Yeah, and um, then he, he offers to take a box down, but he really Yeah, he steals really the steals truck. a truck. Before that, though, there is a weird uh, Bill Cosby reference <laughs> while they're packing up. Uh, Lily says something about uh, Ted having Bill Cosby sweaters that she wrote, like, Bill Cosby on the box. Right. Gross, gross. Yeah, that was weird. Um, Yeah, in retrospect. There was also a scene where Marshall um, gives one of the swords to Ted. Yeah, which was um, uh, funny because there's a, like, Ted's holding the sword and then Robin says something and Ted, like, does a jokey, like, pretending to stab Robin thing. Yeah. But I was like, oh, that's in poor taste standing next to. Marshall and Lily, because Marshall literally did stab Lily in season one That's with true. one of those swords. That's true. Um, okay, so the storyline with Marshall and Lily is they're finally alone for the first time in who knows how long. Yeah. And so they're like, let's do all the things that we never could before. So they get naked and like sit on the couch awkwardly and they hate it. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't um, seem comfortable. And then they have like weird, like incompatible sex that's like too loud <laughs> and uncomfortable. Like they're shouting things just to shout them. Yeah. And then Lily is like, I'm going to make you the best meal. And they have nothing in the fridge because it turns out Ted was the responsible one. Ted who was, was the responsible one the... who bought all the toiletries. Yeah. He bought all the groceries, yeah, everything. So they didn't even have towels or toilet paper. Like, they're children. Yeah, yeah. That was a funny scene when Marshall comes out of the bathroom, out of the shower, just, like, covered in, like, disintegrated toilet paper. Because he didn't have any towels. And he (laughs) clearly used all the toilet paper because later Lily's on the toilet. Like, she can't leave the bathroom. I liked that. I mean, that's this is what I'm talking about, about uh, jokes coming from character. Like, the fact that... Marshall and Lily and Ted all met at the same time. And so even though Marshall and Lily are the couple, they've never been a couple without Ted. Without Ted. Like that, yeah. that didn't seem like a contrived thing. That seemed like right. that's actually based on the history of the characters. Yeah. Yeah. They're a, they're a tripod. Yeah. A throuple? A throuple. Yeah. That's yeah. what I was trying to think. Um, okay. So, uh, let's see. In Robin's apartment, um, Ted is there and he only has one box of Tupperware tops and the sword. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's right. what he's left with. Cause Barney had stolen the moving truck. Um, and then Ted's like bummed out. Cause he's like, Oh, I wanted to like set up the TV and watch a movie for our first night together. And this is when they're just learning that they have very incompatible ideas of like, you'd think that they would have talked about this before. Like, Oh, where are we going to put, my TV or where are we going to put all my clothes? Because clearly she's made no adjustments in her home or her lifestyle to. Yeah. I I mean, I was thinking about when I moved in here, because you already lived here. Did you feel the same? And I moved in. Well, no, we did plan beforehand. Yeah. It doesn't mean we didn't argue. We did argue about certain things. Yeah. Um, But uh, we, yeah, it wasn't like I showed up with all my stuff and just was like, where should I put everything? Like yeah. we had a plan by the time I got we here. We had a plan. But yeah. we still argued. Well, and we did um, combine our records and CDs, which was a big step, right? It was a big step for me, yeah. Yeah, and me too. 
Oh, yeah. I didn't want your crummy CD. <laughs> Just kidding. And our uh, DVDs and I was going to say in Blu-rays, but you don't. Yeah. I think I brought all the Blu-rays to the You know what was kind of cute about combining the records is that we had like a huge stack of our doubles. So we like looked through them. Like these were obviously the best of the best because we both had them. Yeah. So we picked which one was like newer and kept yeah. it. And then all of the doubles we gave to my nephew, who's like a burgeoning music yeah. record collector. Yeah. So now he's got some girls and like mm-hmm. goodbye yellow brick road or like cat Stevens. Yeah. Whatever and, we had doubles. Of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she has not made any allowances for his stuff in her apartment and it's very much Robin's apartment. It's not Robin and Ted's apartment. They soon realize that. Yeah. Um, Lily and Marshall but she keeps telling him to just put all this stuff in the storage room in the basement, which yeah. took me back to, um, living in Chicago where that was, actually something that usually came with an apartment like right. in los angeles there are no basements so you don't get that right but like in chicago when i had an apartment it came with like and this is your storage space right uh in uh so yeah that was a flashback for me um so there oh so in lily and marshall's are realizing that ted is missed they need ted to be in their relationship yeah. um barney and ted are or um barney sets up this um he calls him pretending to be like um anthony hopper in speed (laughs) like pop quiz dennis hopper Hopper. what did i say (laughs) you said anthony hopper that's so um like pop quiz hot shot kind of thing (laughs) yeah um and uh, ted's like it's clearly ted he's like how do i recognize you at mclaren's i look like barney (laughs) yeah (laughs) um so then Barney comes up with this uh, dumb, like, challenge. He has to suit up, of course. Yeah. And then Barney forces him to, like, a series of challenges. One being he has to, like, be his wingman. Yeah. Um, then they go to laser tag. And then, I don't know, it's not set up like the normal, like, these challenges three, yeah, they just do like those they two just do those and two things <laughs> and then they go, yeah, I think that there's going to be like a third one where like, if this happened, like a setup for like a major, um, ongoing yeah. something or other. Yeah. Um, so they play laser tag. They have fun. Meanwhile, Robin is <laughs> enjoying her privacy. She's smoking a cigarette in the tub. Her, yeah. Potentially her last cigarette. Is this, She's did, did we know that Robin was a smoker before this? I can't remember. I don't know. But it fits her character. It does fit her character. A gun nut. Yeah. And a and cigarette secret, smoker. Secret smoker. Yeah. Um, and also, she. Okay. That scene, when going back, when Barney's like, you know, what are you going to do when you see Robin without her makeup? And Robin's like, I'm not wearing any makeup right now. But, like, she very clearly is. Yes. Yes. But do you think. Is the character not supposed to be wearing makeup at that moment, or is Robin fucking with Barney? I think the characters, she's wearing like natural makeup, so it's not like super heavy. It's not. It was pretty clear to me, and I'm not that right. eagle eyed. Right. Anyway, I, I just couldn't tell if that was supposed to be a joke. If we were actually supposed to, as the audience, buy that Robin wasn't wearing makeup at that moment. No, because that would be a joke if it was like done, like full face. Like okay. that would have been the joke. But it was like natural enough to where it could have been. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah go ahead sorry okay um meanwhile 
Okay, so then Ted figures out where Barney has sto- has stashed the um, the moving truck because he was like talking about wanting to get as close to the bar as possible. So yeah. it's like in the alley behind McLaren's, and he makes he um, Barney turns it into like a little like love den, like basically yeah. like a tiny home. With, like, a bed and a lava lamp and, like, yeah, mood no, lighting. Yeah, no question. There's no answer as to where his electricity source is coming from, right. but I don't care. I, yeah. It's very funny. I like it. Um, so uh, Barney is, like, he found a, a lady to take back to his mm-hmm. truck and convinces <laughs> her that's a good idea. They, they have a champagne toast. Um, and then the truck starts driving, and it's it, Ted... Now the like roles are reversed, and now he's Dennis Hopper. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Calls him on his cell phone. They start driving. Um, they at some point they all come. No, no. Um, does Ted go to Robin's house, and they decide it's not a good idea? I know they're sitting on the stoop, and they agree that they don't want to live together. Yeah, yeah. I think they're on the stoop outside Robin's. Yeah. I understand. Yeah, yeah. And then so they have. They have sex first, and Ted and Lily are excited to have Ted back. Yeah, yeah. They and they share wrap a, around him like a, a like thruple. A tree. Yeah, yeah. Um, they wrap around him like a tree because they need they need him to serve. They're like one of the trees that, that dies Marcia without. Was talking about, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I think that's it. They decide that Ted's moving back in to the thruple. Yeah. Robin's living alone. Yeah, but they're not breaking up. They're just keep yeah. continuing yeah. dating. Yeah, that's clearly the right choice. She doesn't have to cancel her guns and ammo subscription. Right. Um, she can smoke cigarettes. Right. Uh, which, I mean, that, like, you and I have a different, when we talk about our relationship, we have a different relationship with cigarettes. You tricked me in the other way. You know? <laughs> in that I gr- I've grown as a human being. Yeah. And that I'm not the same person I was 15 years ago. I guess, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Good riddance. Because we both smoked, and that's literally like how we first started chatting at uh, our friend's uh, birth- bowling alley birthday party. We, like, talked while we were smoking. Right? Yeah. And uh, and then you, you quit, quit smoking on me. Yeah, that's a good thing. Any Anyone else in the world would be like, congratulations, that's great. You've... You've grown. You moved on. Yeah, I from guess a, I feel abandoned from a toxic, dangerous, unhealthy habit. Yeah. But I have the. I feel bad saying that because I like so many people that I talk to, like on work meeting, like we're having these Zoom work meetings. We're talking about returning to the office, and so many people are talking about like, oh, I've gotten so unhealthy. I put on weight or whatever. Like the truth is that I like physical health, mental health, diet, like. I've improved so much. I drink less and smoke less than I did before the pandemic and I eat better and I exercise more and I meditate. So, um, I'm kind of nervous about returning to the office, not just because we're still in a pandemic, but also because I'm like, am I going to go back to my old ways? Am I, am I going to be less healthy when I don't have the time to meditate and stuff? No, Um, we'll make it work. A couple of things I wanted to mention, uh, Rob, I don't know if this counts as funniest moments, but it's just noticeable, a notable running thing. Whenever Ted mentioned anything about what he planned to do with his stuff in the apartment, Robin went, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was, that was funny. Also, did you notice, uh, I could save this for similarities and differences. Cause you mentioned the golf, what is it? Golf club legs. Yes. 
also weird sports decor. Robin has a basket of croquet balls on her coffee table. Yeah, I did notice that too. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. Yeah. Um, Are we moving on to funniest moments? Yes. What are Um, yours? So one of my funniest was um, when Barney pretended like he found like a magazine quiz about like people not moving in together. Yeah. And she jokes that it's um, old yellow legal pad magazine. (laughs) Yeah, that's literally what I have written down here, too. So uh, you've taken all of mine because you also took the I look like Barney. But I would say in that in that phone call when Barney is calling, like like doing the Dennis Hopper thing. And um, Ted says something like, where's my truck, Barney? And Barney in the voice goes, it's not me. Yeah, yeah, that not, was funny. It's not Barney. It's not me. I thought that was funny. Um, I have a Marshall one where he, um, like, when he goes grocery shopping, because he, and he's, like, trying to make an argument, like, I bought all the groceries I provided for my household. Provode? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the last one is a twofer, just, like, uh, this is a very good No Patrick Harris episode. Um, in Barney episode, he gets to run off a list of bro yeah. puns first early when yeah. he's like a special bro occasion. Yeah. Um, very pun heavy. And then the tag at the end is him. The top 10 letterman, top 10 names for his, uh, shag wagon or whatever. Yeah. He, like I know I can't remember the 69 Chevy was number one. My you favorite remember? was Ford Explore her. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, any more funniest moments or should we move on to make it fashion? Make it fashion. You, well, you start. Um, I didn't like this, but it was a little bit shocking. Um, <laughs> Robin paired a long sleeve pink camo print shirt with a like cartoon anime over it. Also pink. Yeah. It was pink on pink. The way that Rachel's dress was red on red. Yeah. But not as, but not as cute. Not as fetching. It wasn't as bad. I don't know. It wasn't that bad. I thought it was bad. I, I, I literally, like, this was not a very fashion-heavy episode for me. I mean, we all, all, we often have this problem with How I Met Your Mother. That yeah. It's, like, it, it's, it just exists in a pocket of time that hasn't aged well. But maybe things look, you know. I'm sure if we were doing this podcast in 10, 15 years, we'd be, like, loving these fashions because this would be, like, back in style or something, you know? Right, yeah. Um, the only thing I'll mention is that uh, this, I liked the suit that Barney picks out for Ted to make him wear when they suit up, it felt like the tie especially didn't feel like a Barney tie. It felt like Barney put some thought into it and was like, what would look good on my boy Ted? And like got like a, a a Ted, a Ted tie. Ted tie. Yeah. I guess I don't pay attention to menswear. Well, cause Barney tends to wear, um, ties that have, uh, Often embroidery or 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 some kind of oh like yeah like pattern. the rose yeah yeah like the purple yeah. rose whereas this was a pretty traditional like diagonal stripe tie not quite like a collegiate like rep tie but like a business tie but like it had a little bit of silver in the stripes so it was like still like a going out it was a flashy going out on the night uh, on the town tie but still um, more traditional which feels like it was it's suited to Ted Mosby. So I guess I, nah, that was my fashion moment. Okay. I liked the tie. Okay. Or I liked it for the character. Uh, running jokes, motifs, foreshadowing. Did you, did you notice any running jokes? Well, I noticed, um, yeah, like the guns and ammo. Yeah, Robin loves guns. Yeah, I have that. Um, Laser tag. 
laser, laser tag, tag suiting up. Um, there was a bit of like slut shaming at the beginning when um, Lily calls someone a skank. I don't even remember. I didn't care for. I don't even remember <laughs> what she's <laughs> what we're talking about. Um, and then, uh, do you have any? I have a bit of foreshadowing. Okay, can I have one for friends? That I forgot to mention. Oh, but well, yeah. you, no, you do yours first. Well, so you know how Monica and Rachel, when they're negotiating who gets the condom, Monica's like, if you can answer where the dustpan is, mm-hmm. I'll give you. So there will be more um, like silly little bets slash contests. Oh, okay. Well, that sounds on. very how I met your mother. Yes, yes. Well, my foreshadowing is a bigger thing to where I'm like hesitant to say too much about it because it could verge on spoiler territory as opposed to just fun foreshadowing mm-hmm. but you can call it a teaser yeah it's a bit of a teaser um and the fire cat when barney realizes that robin is not wearing makeup he's legitimately stunned at how beautiful she is oh. that's that's uh that's not gonna go away well he's always like making comments about her body but he does that to everyone this felt like more he was genuinely like wow i'm noticing something yeah. for the first time yeah uh, so let's, uh, any other, um, similarities and differences besides, oh. b- 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 apart from baffling sports related home decor? Well, uh, okay. Can we talk about similarities? Yeah. Let's talk about similarities. Yeah. So in both episodes, they're watching TV and usually we don't get that in Well, we do. We have gotten that in how I met your mother, but they're all watching the, um, Strongest man, strongest man competition with Lou Ferrigno. That yeah. felt that that's true. That felt like that a felt very like friends very friends because it's true. like referential and like. But it's also, um, in it, it has that uh, it's pulled off in a clever, how many other type joke, uh, uh, structure where they're all watching it from Marshall different. and Lily are watching it and saying, "Oh, we wish Ted were here." Yeah, and then it cuts to Ted. And, like, it would be funny enough if it cut to Ted watching it at the bar. Right. The scene goes on, and then we realize, oh, the reason, the way he got this girl's number for Barney is because he's watching. Right. So that sort of, like, cleverness and delayed payoff is yeah. uh, very high your mother. Uh, another similarity, Richard is kind of like uh, your boy Marshall. in that Because Marshall has also only ever had sex with. Oh. With Lily. With Lily, yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, yeah. So they both have the, um, have low numbers. Also, um, Chandler is like a secret smoker. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Secrets, yeah. Secret smokers. Um, this is not a similar difference, but it just made me realize we were talking about how you've used the term body count before for mm-hmm. a number of people you slept with. Here they say magic number. Mm-hmm. It reminded me, uh, Last night, just on a whim while I was doing some other stuff, I turned on an episode of ER. Yeah, I thought that was strange. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was watching an episode of ER from 1998. And there was a running thing where the the nurse aides were doing the, like, what's your porn star name? You know, like middle name or name of the pet, street you grew up on, that sort of thing. Except they kept saying porno star. And it was so weird. And I was like, in 1998, did we... I feel like we said porn star in 1998, but they kept porno saying porno stars. star. Yeah. What's your porno star name? It felt so weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, you might catch me watching more. Porn? No, yeah. No, you'll never <laughs> catch me watching porn. I do that 
uh, as like a good Catholic, I do that with shame <laughs> behind yeah. locked doors. Yeah. Um, uh, no, uh, ER is kind of a comfort show for me that I haven't watched in a long time. So I might just, uh, toss on some ER while I'm, uh, doing other things that only require me to pay half attention to the TV. Okay. Get used to it. Should we play favorites? Yeah. Okay. Three, two, one. How, How I, I Met, met Your mother. mother. Yay! Oh. I like when we're on the same page. Everyone likes that. Yeah. All the, the listeners rejoice. Yeah. So let's move on then to, uh, I will usually we say why. And I think it has more to do with the, you know, how many people have you slept with type of bullshit that I found yeah. Yeah. annoying and Ross's, Ross's bad behavior. I didn't like Eddie's behavior. I didn't like Ross's behavior. Yeah. But this, uh, how many your mother could kind of go both ways in that it's on the one hand in terms of number of laughs, it's a great Barney episode, Yeah. but also in terms of how big a fucking creep is Barney. It's yeah. a really Barney's yeah. a big creep episode True. at the same time. Uh, all right, let's move on to the revelation of Matthew Perry's finger though is pretty cool. I don't know why we didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. We've watched the show for almost two full seasons. Yeah. Now. Because it was like so clear, like when he put the hand on the shoulder, yeah. I was like, wait, what's wrong with that hand? Yeah. But not, like now I'm going to be watching for it. Like yeah. I do with radar O'Reilly's hand when I watch mash. Yeah. Um, uh, all right, let's move on to my favorite segment to introduce. It's called how were we doing? And this is where we look at what was happening in the world in the days these episodes aired. Uh, season two, episode 18 of friends, the one where Dr. Ramore dies, uh, aired on Thursday, March 21st, 1996, which as I mentioned is five years to the day after a character died on LA law in the exact same way, falling down an open elevator shaft. Um, I wonder like, how did they, I, 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 I don't know how they planned that. Or yeah. It's, uh, uh, not a lot happened in the world on this day is is the is the thing or, uh, or at least according to this website it was earth day okay um earth day used to be like a hopeful hippie peaceful thing now it's like let's you know be sober and dreadful about the <laughs> dread yeah. the future of our uh of the human race yeah uh let's see what else is it um yeah, that's uh, a YouTube star named Dottie Martin was born on this day. Nope. Don't know who that is. Let's look at the more, more fun part, the top five songs in the U.S. on this day. At number five, Mariah Carey's One Sweet Day. At number four, Mary J. Blige's Not Gone Cry. At number two, number three, Brandy's Sitting Up in My Room. How's it Sitting going? up in my room. Da, 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 da. I've already sang it. Oh, you have? We did yeah. this one before? Yeah. Oh, okay. Next up is Tony Rich Project Nobody Knows, which I know we, we've sang that before. Yeah. And at number one, Celine Dion's Because You Loved Me. Good one. Right? Yeah. Uh, I'm a big, I, I unabashedly, I love Celine oh, yeah. Dion. I love her She's also. Great. Yeah. Beautiful voice. Yeah. Um, beautiful delivery yeah. Of, of songs. I Yeah. I want to go see her in Vegas. I would love to. Yeah. All right. We'll do that at some point post pando um season two episode 18 of how i met your mother moving day aired on monday march 19th 2007 
a bunch of depressing shit happened. But in the 2007 Cricket World Cup, World Cup India beat Bermuda by 257 runs, the highest margin of victory in the history of one-day internationals. Yeah. So good for India. I didn't realize that Bermuda had yeah. their own cricket team. team. Yeah. Um, here's where I'm going to be. I'm going to hope, because I realized something recently that made me feel very stupid, and I'm going to hope in sympathy that you also thought the wrong thing. Probably. Where do you think Bermuda is? Um, I thought in the Bahamas. Yeah. Like in the Caribbean. Yeah. That's what... And I think because of the fucking Beach Boys... Yeah. We all think Bermuda, Bermuda. Bermuda is way, way up, like, east of the Carolinas. Wow. Not... In the Caribbean. Well, because we also know the Bermuda Triangle. Right? Uh, yeah. So, I feel like an idiot. I must have... Yeah. I, I, well, but I've known not, this Kokomo song. Yeah. This dreadful... Stupid Kokomo. Mike Love Beach Boys. Yeah. Uh, 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 song that gave me the wrong impression as, like, probably a fucking seven-year-old as to where Bermuda was. And I only just realized like, Oh, it's not in the Caribbean. I bet if you pulled a hundred people off the street, Americans, Americans, <laughs> yeah. 85 of them would say Bahamas. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Listeners I'm, weigh I'm in. Yeah. Did you know where but, uh, Bermuda was? But, um, they still lost to India by 257 runs. I don't know how cricket works. Um, I, yeah, yeah I've never, I've never known, uh-uh. you know, I, I, um, I know that, uh, Billy Corgan is a cricket fan. That's weirdly not surprising to <laughs> yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, cause he also like owns a tea shop. Like maybe he's right. like some sort of like Anglophile in yeah. a little, a little bit. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I went through a period in high school where I was like a, um, a big smashing pumpkins fan mm-hmm. to the point where I would like, this is like, I mean, it wasn't pre-internet, the internet existed, but it was still like hard to find certain things. I remember like another, big pumpkins fan like lent me this like bootleg disc of just interview like radio interviews of the pumpkins from all over the world and there was like an interview where billy corgan was being interviewed i want to say it was like new zealand or something and he just started like talking about new zealand's cricket team and like everyone was like oh you know track, billy. Yeah. yeah um all right let's move on to top five songs in the u.s on this day at number five uh Gym Class Heroes, and the song is Cupid's Chokehold slash Breakfast in America. Mm. I don't know if the Breakfast in America, I've never heard of any of that. I, mm. I don't know if the Breakfast in America is a Supertramp cover or a reference to Supertramp. Um, I'm sure it's a reference. Yeah. But I... Um, Jim, what is it? Jim, Jim Class? Gym Class Heroes. It sounds familiar. Okay. Um, I feel like I'm, but are you thinking of Plain White Tees? <laughs> No. But this not that like, seems sim- like I I'll bet they sound like plain white teeth. This was a ro- a rap rock band which already Oh, okay. I'm not on board. <clears throat> um, well, yeah, I didn't expect that. Cupid's chokehold slash breakfast in America. Are you playing it? <laughs> Oh, it is a super tramp. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, good for gym class heroes. 
and good for Super Tramp probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, at number four, Gwen Stefani's The Sweet Escape. Yeah. Uh, we talked about. <clears throat> oh, yeah. <laughs> at number three, Akon's Don't Matter. Okay. Uh, at number two, I actually know this song. Mims, This Is Why I'm Hot. This oh, Is Why I'm Hot. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. Uh, and then at number one, Fergie's Glamorous. Right. I don't know. I couldn't sing it. I yeah. wouldn't want to. Okay. Um, let's move on to our final segment then which is called Challenge Accepted. And this is where we try to predict what's going to happen next week on both of our shows, armed only with the knowledge of the episode title. Okay, what you got? Well, I'm going to need you to vamp. Oh, no problem. Uh, Let's see. Cranberry and Herb Drops. All right, you took too long. Dark chocolate. Season 2, episode 19 of Friends is called The One Where Eddie Won't Go. So, obviously, that has to do with Eddie's not moving out and Chandler wants him to. Um, oh, wait. I forgot we have to look at what we did last week. Yeah. I said Joey's income stream is dwindling because he loses his gig, setting the wheels in motion to reinstall him in his former abode. Mm, I mean, I, you that's, get a half that's point. Probably, we don't do half points here. No, no, um, no half measures? Yeah, that's... That's probably what the next, like, I, mean, I might have yeah. been one episode early. Yeah. But um, uh, I don't get any points for that. You said tensions are at an all-time high within the ranks of our gang because of Ted and Robin shacking up, a.k.a. a real shacking scuffle. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I think you get a point for that. Do I? Yeah. I mean. Tensions were high. Between Ted and Robin. Yeah. Between Marshall and Lily. Yeah. And between Barney and Ted. Yeah. Yeah. I think you absolutely get okay. a point for that. Okay. I'm still in the lead on the season. Okay. Um, but only by one. It's uh, nine to eight on the season. So, okay. The one where Eddie won't move out. Um, I'm not going to just be, just predict what the episode title is. Okay. I'm going to predict that. Joey and Chandler together. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, okay, uh, Joey and the Chan man put their noggins, not jogging, put their noggins together to try and force burn Eddie to well I was going to say skedaddle okay what were you going to say um burn the monster out <laughs> yeah smoke him out smoke the monster yeah. out so yeah Joey and the Chan man put their noggins together to try and force Eddie to skedaddle okay that's my prediction okay now season two episode 19 of how I met your mother mm-hmm. if you'll believe it I don't is called bachelor party okay um, so, okay. So we're back to the, uh, like a Marshall Lily storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, and okay. There's going to be a bachelor party for Marshall and, um, Ted and Barney are at odds. So they each plan their own bachelor okay. party. Ted and... Because they're both fighting over best man. Ted and Barney. It's obviously going to be Ted, but they're at odds. 
Ted and Barney, Ted and Barney plan competing stag dues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I think that's good. I think that's good. Um, if that's not what happens, it really should. Yeah, you should write for TV if yeah. that's not what happens. Yeah. Uh, or if it, you should write for TV anyway. Okay. <laughs> I'll do well, it. I'll do it. We did it. We talked about season two, episode 19, uh, sorry, 18 of both shows. 19 is next week. Uh, you can find this podcast at battleshipretention.com. Uh, that's where you can leave you leave comments, but also you can subscribe to it wherever you subscribe to podcasts, wherever you have subscribed to uh, this podcast, I hope. Um you can also email us, which is what we prefer, at the one where I met your mother at gmail.com. Or you can uh, tweet me at Davy Pretension. And of course, check out my other podcast, Battleship Pretension, which is where I talk about movies. Um, uh, my co host Tyler and I just did our annual like mega episode in which we talk about all of our favorite films of the previous year. We do that. If you, if somehow, if you only listen to this show and you don't know my other show, um, uh, we always do that the week before the Oscars to try and steal the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the that's the most recent episode. Now, Natalie, where would you like people to track you down? Don't track me down. But have we gotten any comments, emails that we need to address, discuss? Uh, yeah, I, this is why I wish people would mostly comment, like send us e- like emails at yeah. the Gmail address because I could have it all in one place. All this to say um, is that we will read it. We will respond. We will appreciate it. Yeah, um, yeah. I, but I, it seems like people mostly uh, tweet, tweet. At, at me. Yeah, um, that's fine too. Yeah, that's and I usually fine. try to remember to, 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 to tell you, I was, we didn't do any calls to action this episode. We didn't do any calls to action. Last week. Let us know where Bermuda is, <laughs> in your where opinion. You, where do you think? Well, <laughs> yeah. now you know. But yeah. where did you think Bermuda was in the oh, Caribbean? Did you notice Chandler's finger? Did you notice Chandler's finger? I still want to know, Americans, what city do you live in? How prominent is Thai food? Because we only got like one response. Who is your daddy about and being, what does he do? <laughs> We got one response about there being like four Thai restaurants in all of Birmingham, Alabama, Alabama, which I don't know if that's like more than I thought or fewer than I thought or probably just about right. Yeah. But um, yeah, I want to know about Thai restaurants. How many are there in your city? Yeah. In what city is it? So Uh, yes. uh, Sorry, I I cut you off. It's okay. If you like this episode, um, let us know. Tell your friends, tell your mothers, subscribe, rate, review. Yeah, please do... um, uh, reviewing us on iTunes really helps um, from what I People understand. People find us, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because it helps bump our whatever uh, thing. So yeah, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe. Um, or, you know, review us. If there's other, you can probably review us on Google or whatever. Um, I get the impression yeah. not a lot of people listen to us through Google Play, but I do get emails every month and it's like, Six people listen to your podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I mean... Like, I know more people are listening, but not a lot of people are listening through Google Play, apparently. Yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, that's it. Until next time, catch us at the Bro Choice Rally. (laughs) 